A good haircut can be a game changer. I mean, everybody wants to look their best for those social media pics, right? So get yourself to Sport Clips at Sport Clips Haircuts. They hair do like no one else hair does. See what they did there? Not only is it the home of champion haircuts, but they've also made relaxing and unwinding the name of the game. Level up your haircut with the MVP haircut experience. It's a spa day for your follicles. Check this out. You get a seven pressure point massaging shampoo along with a perfectly steamed hot towel all while sports plays on the TV. Does it get any better than that? No. You can want it all and have it all at Sport Clips. It's a game changer. I know you have heard this before. Work smarter, not harder. Ford has heard it too. That's why the Ford F-150 truck helps you get the job done in the smartest way possible. I mean, the pro-access tailgate alone is a game changer. It improves access to the bed and cargo, which makes it easier to load in tight spaces. See? Smarter. It's also got a mobile power source in Pro Power on board, so you can power up to 7.2 kilowatts outside your F-150 truck. That is definitely working smarter. And imagine what you can do with that power at your next tailgate party. Tough this smart can only be called F-150. Find your local Ford dealer at Ford.com. Pro access tailgate available starting spring 2024. See owner's manual for important operating instructions. Welcome to Talk is Jericho. It's the pot of thunder and rock and roll. And we recently lost a really great wrestler and an even better guy, Jamin Pugh, better known as Jay Briscoe, one half of one of the best tag teams in wrestling history, the Briscoe brothers with his real life brother, Mark. Jay was killed in a car accident on January 17th, just minutes away from his home in Laurel, Delaware. His two young daughters suffered serious injuries in the crash. The girls are getting better, but they have a long physical recovery ahead of them. And if you'd like to help them and their mom, Ashley, you can donate to their Give, Send, Go fund. GiveSendGo.com slash PewLove. That's P-U-G-H-L-O-V-E. Now, I never got the chance to really get to know Jay or Mark very well. And I never got to work with either one of them in the ring. Uh, Since, as you're about to hear, they are extremely loyal to Ring of Honor and wrestled basically for Ring of Honor the majority of their career. They were the Ring of Honor World Tag Team Champions 13 times, including the current RH World Champions. But the Briscoes have a lot of close friends in AEW, so I got together with some of them and did this tribute to Jay to remember the great friend, family man, and wrestler that he was. We got Matt Nick Jackson, the Young Bucks, Hangman Adam Page, Adam Cole, Samoa Joe, Sanjay Dutt, Christopher Daniels, and Jay Lethal, uh, who wrestled Mark Briscoe in a very emotional match just a few weeks ago in honor of Jay. Uh, all these guys share the memories and stories with their friend, Jay Briscoe. And I was at Jay's funeral, his service this past weekend in Laurel, Delaware. Uh, I was in the high school gymnasium uh, that was named after his grandfather, I believe, the Bill Pugh Gymnasium. The place is completely packed. And um, what a great, great eulogy from Mark Briscoe and from Big Man, the Briscoes' father. Caprice Coleman did a great one as well. Uh, it was just good to see some old friends, Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens, AJ Styles, as well as, you know, Tony Khan and Britt Baker, Adam Cole, Jay Lethal, Haiti Kingston, Jimmy Jacobs, all, all, all the cats. It was great to get a chance to see them in fellowship. And just remember, uh, Jay, 
And if you feel sad about Jay, just know this. He had pure conviction. His family had pure conviction that he is in a better place. He is now with God. And as Mark Briscoe said in his eulogy, uh, God said that Jay's on the throne. God told him that and said, uh, Jay's all good. And you just got to carry on. That's what Mark Briscoe is going to do. That's what all the rest of us are going to do. If you want to go watch Jay's funeral service, it is on YouTube. It's worth watching just for Mark Briscoe's uh, eulogy alone. It'll make you laugh. It'll make you cry, literally. And uh, hopefully you'll get the same from some of Jay's closest friends here. As we remember, the late, great Jay Briscoe, Jamin Pugh, right here on Talk is Jericho. Rest in peace, Jay. God bless you and your family. And I know you're sitting on God's throne and we'll get a chance to see you very soon. So obviously, uh, two guys that knew the Briscoes very well is Matt and Nick Jackson, the Bucks. And um, you were saying that the Briscoes might be your best opponents ever. Yeah, definitely up there. Uh, I think for sure that they were the uh, we we wrestled them the most of our career. I would I would have to ask someone who's great at stats yeah. to ask figure Alex. out. Yeah, he would probably actually know. Would know. Yeah, yeah, yeah we should ask him. But I'm pretty sure they were the number one team. And my God, we. We went to war with them so many times, so many times. We've started wrestling them. What was it? I think I looked it up the other day. It was 09 in Dayton, Ohio. I remember they announced it. it was like a big deal. It was like, oh, my gosh, the brother teams are finally going to wrestle. Yeah. You know, and we were excited, but we were kind of nervous. Cause we'd been watching tapes of them from way back when for so long. We were like so intimidated. You know? I was only like 18, too, at the time, too. <laughs> yeah, so. was a child. I was right. doing some addition and subtraction in my head, so yeah. that would be that, that Jay and Mark were probably 25 and 24 or something like that. Yeah, yeah probably that around that. Right. Yeah. And such similarities between the two. You guys, we talked about it last week with two brothers right. teaming, and one's a little bit younger, but not too much. But mm. Right. A different... Uh, gimmick. Mm-hmm. Oh my God! Yeah, we were so intimidated, Terrif- <laughs> terrifying. Like even to the last time we wrestled them, uh, which we have a story about that too. But like from the first time in Dayton in '09 mm-hmm. to the last time at Final Battle '18, right, 2018, right. it was like any time that music would hit and they would walk down and crowd's chanting, man up. Like we would look at each other like, are we about to get into a real fight? <laughs> and and like, hours prior, we were with him in the back laughing and calling the match, having a great time. But as soon as the, the red light was on, especially Jay, Jay would have yeah. this look in his eye like he's going to kill us. Mm. And, and so Nick and I would be in the ring like going, they know this is a work, right? <laughs> <laughs> and then we would wrestle and, and obviously they would take care of us, but man, they brought it. Um, but they had that reputation too. Yeah. Like they were the high standard of ROH tag team wrestling. So Yeah, the gold standard. To golden standard so when we first got there we were like well that's who we want to be and they're always the guys that we we tried to be and be as good as them so we were always intimidated and anytime we were like feeling lazy or tired or whatever like oh you get the briscoe snipe like oh here we go better get some coffee in us you know yeah that that reminds me of a tour we did in australia where we just thought because it was for just some random indie it was like a five-day loop or something. So we were like, okay, this should be easy money. And then we find out we're working the briskers every night. We're like, oh, no. Like, we thought we were going on vacation. We're we're, going to have to work so hard. And it it felt good, though, after a match. Okay, they're the best. That's why. They they always bring it. Do you feel they're one of the best tag teams all time? Yeah, for sure. Like, as far as modern, especially modern tag teams, like, they're... they're, I always say that it's a shame that the world didn't get to see it, mm. but we did firsthand. Mm-hmm. And 
I could say it easily that they are definitely one of the best tag teams of all time. But nationwide, uh, sadly, they didn't really get to never were get to be on national TV, right? And we fought for it. Like I, so in 2018 final battle, we knew that AEW was going to be a thing. Uh, I don't know if we quite knew like the name of it, all that stuff. But I remember we told them in the back right before we went out. We said, "Hey, we got to let you guys on a little secret." While while everybody's doing their entrances. And uh, we said, we got this project coming up, and I think this is our last match with you guys for a while. Hopefully not forever, but... And we just said, we just want to say thanks for everything. You guys have done so so much for us here at ROH. And we had a moment. Yeah, we all shared a moment. We all said a prayer right before. We all had tears in our eyes. Mm -hmm. We realized that was it. It was sad. Like, thinking about it now, it's like, damn, it was the last match. It was the last match, right? Yeah. That's what breaks my heart. And soon after AEW got announced, like, immediately we said, we got to get the Briscoes. It was always the Lucha Brothers, the Briscoes, the Young Bucks. We're like, we need the three greatest brother tag teams. Right, right, right. And, of course, the Hardys. Like, we get them, we got them all, you know. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, sadly, we obviously didn't work out. We couldn't get them here. We'll talk about Jay a little bit behind the scenes. Like you mentioned how intense he was in the ring. But one of the guys that, and I only met him briefly a few times, but one of those few guys, a lot like Brody, which the last guy that passed away in our company, that everyone has a good word to say. You know, everyone liked him. Just a kind dude. You know, like anytime we'd see him, it was always family talk family first it was always family mm. hey how are the kids how's this how's that and then and then we'll get to the wrestling thing yeah yeah, yeah. he was just a family man you know mm. he's, he's a, he was some guy like like a family guy who didn't belong in the wrestling business almost like nick and i would always say like what do these guys do they're just these chicken farmers <laughs> like they don't yeah, seem yeah, like wrestlers but they me. would say the same thing about us. <laughs> well, same thing about you guys right it's true yeah. you know yeah and maybe we had that in common you know it, it would be so funny uh you know how our style is wrestling wise and their style is so much different so sometimes we would clash with jay uh mm-hmm. while we would call matches or just for some of your comedy elements or lighter <laughs> yeah so frustrating <laughs> like that just looks so fake man i don't want to do that we're like like when it, this is like you're probably talking about the days like the the height of the bullet club yeah this was later on we just wanted to walk around the ring for five minutes and too sweet everybody <laughs> what am i supposed to sell why you guys are all there too sweet everybody you, know, you get really upset about that there was like, one spot yeah. in particular though yeah. that you have a funny story about oh yeah so they do the doomsday device as we know we actually did that last week on right TV as a tribute yeah. as a tribute uh so one day i came up with this idea i'm like what if when you give me the clothesline, I actually do a, a backflip. I land on my feet and I counter it, and we do a super kick party out of it. I think the police will go nuts. And they were kind of hesitant, especially Jay's like, well, it is our finish. <laughs> I go, I know, dude, but trust me on this. <laughs> yeah. So I do it, I stick the landing, the place goes crazy, and I think we ride it right into the finish. And it works so great. So then next time we're booked together, Briscoe's like, hey, uh, why don't we do that again? <laughs> Jay's like, well, you did it last time. I'm like, I know, man, but what did I say? I got so we do it again, same thing. And I'm like, we go to a new town. I'm like, hey, man. And like, we do this like six, seven, eight times. Finally, one day, I think we're in like the UK. It's like, it's maybe we've done it 11 times. I go, hey, man, let's do that thing again. He goes, okay, man, I got to stop you right there. He goes, he goes, as a character, what I, this is? We've done this a, a dozen times. Why am I still going for my finish? If I know you're just going to land on your feet, <laughs> and he's right. You know, it's like, yeah, you're probably right, man. It's a great idea, though. <laughs> yeah. And as soon as you said this, like, I've never seen that before. Yeah. It's amazing. It yeah. worked really well, but he had a point. He was like, yeah, uh, by the twelfth time, you probably shouldn't be going for this move on on right. this particular guy. But, but uh, there was the, yeah. the, that just wasn't the 
one thing that we would yeah. clash on. It was just certain yeah. things that made things look more realistic. And he made everything look realistic. Mm. And sometimes we're too flashy. <laughs> so of course. It kind of frustrated him at times. Like he came up with that idea where we had a match also. It was, it was a different final battle, right, in Hammerstein, where they're on their knees and we just super oh, right, kick right. them. He's like, I want you to do it like you're killing me with a gun. Like you're just yeah. shooting me mm. a million times with a gun. And we're like, okay. So like execution size. Like, yeah, and I'll just eat him. We're like, Okay, like that's how intense he was. And when we're doing it, we're in the ring. We're not even supposed to do that many. He's going, he's like, give me more, more. He's just one of those intense guys. Right, right, right. So we're like, okay, so we just kept doing them. And, you know, just an intense dude in in the ring, but in the back, so just soft spoken. Uh, very serious, very meticulous about his wrestling too. Oh, for sure. Uh, yeah. I don't know if there's another guy who put more thought into mm. what he was going to do in the ring. How do you mean? Just just everything. Like he would sit there and just think, and we would just watch him. Like, what's he thinking about? Right. And just like Nick said, the it realism. Be, it would be simple things like simple hey, things. Can we double shoot you and, and give you a double clothesline? He would sit there for five minutes and think about it. Yeah. Mm, gotcha. And yeah. he would like to quarterback the spots. Like he would draw like, like as if it was a football field. He was like, here's the ring. This oh. is where I'll be standing. <laughs> and then you come here this way and duck this way and right. do this. Like very and meticulous. And wow. come back yeah. after that five minutes and clean up the spot that we had pitched and uh, make it more realistic he, to what he, he put, interesting. He put a lot of thought into this. Yeah. A lot of thought. That people you, don't realize. Did you guys ever work with him in a singles capacity, either one of you? I don't think we have. <laughs> the one time uh, Delirious Hunter booked us in a singles match, we, we were like, dude, why are we doing singles matches? It was going to be like Nick versus Mark and me versus Jay. We're like, there's more money. Just do the tag again. And he's like, you're right. <laughs> so like, we just didn't want to do it. But, uh, yeah, we never did singles. I don't think we ever did. Though. We've seen a million Jay you know, singles matches, right. though, obviously. Yeah. You guys went around the world with them? Did You, yeah. you mentioned uh, England and where else did you go? We wrestled them in Japan for New Japan. Oh, wow. Uh, England, Australia, Japan, obviously America. Uh, I'm sure in Canada. Canada. Yeah. Did we do anything in yeah, Toronto Canada, with them probably? Probably, yeah. yeah. yeah you name it. Countries, yeah. Did they get over fairly good in Japan? I'm surprised they didn't work there more. I think, like, it takes time in Japan, as you know. Right. Um, but once they got to see him a couple of times, I think there was a little of that Brody, like, wild man, loose cannon element. Yeah, 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 totally. So when they came out, people knew, like, whoa, these guys look crazy. Mm-hmm. So they were getting definitely getting they were behind. starting to get over. Yeah. And they just didn't tour enough for New Japan. They didn't want to be gone because we would ask them, hey, you guys should come on tour. And, do right. and they just, they were so serious about being home with their kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah They yeah. just didn't want to do it. And I totally got it. I was like, I understand. We got to do a but, title versus title match with them at... Remember that in Japan? That's right. They were right. the heavyweight champs. And we we might have did the Doomsday spot there. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing when you when you hear those types of stories because it's hey. like, a, hey, what's going hey, on, man? Let's go. Hey, we're here. Hey, hey, what's going on? Hey, buddy. Yeah. Uh, well, good luck recording this. <laughs> All right. I'll come see you when we're done. A cameo by Tony Khan, who who, who went out of his way, yeah, always fi- fighting for the Briscoes, and finally Mark is on our show tonight, yep. which is great. So all all kudos to Tony Thank for God, that. Man. You I'm know, very happy yeah. Um, when when you're talking about Japan, Briscoes in Japan, what were they? What did they think of the country? You go eat, eat the food, and like, <laughs> yeah, I think it was probably one of those things. It was probably a learning lesson for them they, they'd gone before i think years prior yeah, for noah yeah. for noah like yeah, they they've known right. about it so i don't know what it was like when they first they never really told me stories yeah, about it they love their beer though so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so for sure they they love that they but. like going out with sponsors i'm sure after oh for sure <laughs> speaking of beer like we had so many nights after roh where we'd be 10 guys to a room back in the day that's just yeah. how it was like, me and nick mark and jay i don't know steen generic or probably was probably in there brian danielson tyler black we'd all share rooms and and, and so many times the bristles when they had one too many they just get these crazy fist fights. That's right. Oh wow! Yeah. Insane fights where we're like, we need to break this up, and everybody, and like one, I think it might have been like a Brian or a Nigel type. They're like, no, no, this is just what they do. 
And we're like, this is really bad. <laughs> like things in the hotel room are breaking. You know? it, it's like, so funny because for a lot of brothers, like you hear those types or yeah. tag team partners, you know, but you guys never have done that. But <laughs> I remember hearing about the Briscoes even before I knew them. Oh yeah, they get in fights all the time. They're yeah, crazy. Yeah, and you think, oh, they're going to be crazy. Yeah. And then the first time I met them was on my cruise. Oh, that's right. Which is really funny because they wrestled each other. Yeah. Oh, okay. When that first Ring of Honor, a Sea of Honor tournament that's that right. we did. And I had totally forgotten. And I watched the promo that they did for it. It was really good. Oh. It's like, Briscoes on a boat, middle of the ocean, no way off. You sure you want us on? And I'm like, no, I'm not sure. <laughs> not after this. Yeah, like very, like you said, very intense. It, it, the promos were so good because they were so real. Yeah. Uh, when they did those ones on the chicken farm, it was just them talking uh, and just so being a little, watch. with the volume turned up. That's why they were so, so good because they're authentic. Mm-hmm. Like Jay knew how to talk. Like nobody it's knows. Good promo, man. Unbelievable yeah. promo. So scary when he would talk, too. Some of those backstage ones, you know how right after you wrestled from uh, in Japan, they yeah, 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 interviews yeah. with the guys. Yeah, they want comments. These were so intense, <laughs> and you could cuss there, so right, he would curse like crazy. Yeah, it'd be so scary to watch. I'd be ten feet away, and I'd be like, "Oh my god, yeah. thank God I'm not wrestling." <laughs> One thing good about like about Jay, we were talking about how he's as a person, the loyalty. Like, mm. I have a funny story that Mark likes to share about. Uh, about how loyal Jay was to the point where it would actually affect their business. Um, so every every contract season, uh, Mark would go to, up to Jay and have a pep talk and say, let me handle the talking, okay? <laughs> and Jay would go, okay, yeah. Because last year you screwed it up. Jay, okay, fine. They're very loyal to Ring so, of <laughs> So they would, they would get into these meetings or these phone calls or whatever, and, and before the conversation would even start, Jay would go, okay, before we even start this conversation, I just want to let you guys know, we ain't going anywhere. And Mark would go, no, Jay, you just blew the whole thing. No, not again. It's like every year, every time it would be, Mark would be like, Jay, this year, do not say it. And then Jay, he couldn't help himself. He just wanted the bosses to know, hey, I'm loyal. I'm here. I'm a day one guy to the point where it affected his money. And it would frustrate Mark to no end. That's how loyal the person he is. We told that story to so many people last week and we were just laughing our asses. <laughs> we, we shared it with yeah. Mark. We were texting Mark and he's he's like, yeah, that's legit. That's Jay. <laughs> you know. Last couple of things. One thing that you mentioned earlier, but very faith based, yes. these, these two guys, oh, yeah. which you wouldn't expect either, yeah. right? Right. Yeah, and to this day, like, Mark's talking to us and he's almost consoling us and we're going this is your brother man and he's because he has so much faith yeah yeah yeah. and and it really blows my mind such a good family like uh the wife ashley she was talking about how let come on guys let's not focus all on jay there's another family i saw that that's 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 talking about the other driver that crossed the road and and hit and killed it shows you what kind of a family they are like let's donate for them too i'm like oh my god when i when i read that dude yeah that was unbelievable to see that yeah yeah Yeah, that's that's just a level of person that like i don't think any of us realize that that family is they're so kind so sweet and their faith is I don't know, like Mark said to us, I don't know what I would do without my faith. Right, right now of course. Because you know? if you are, you know, if you are a believer, then mm-hmm. basically Jay is in right. heaven. Yep. Right. So that's cool. Right. Yep. If you're not a believer, you just like can't believe what happened. Absolutely. And, and this is terrible. And it is terrible. But for, 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 for him, if that's the final goal, then he actually, that's not too bad, right? That's right. A little peace of mind for the family. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's and for right. all of us too. I just think about his kids too. Yeah. yeah. That, that was, was the, the worst part. Oh my gosh. Like, yeah. we, as, as a father, you know, you oh, just yeah. think about that. And it just shows you how much that city loved them. With gosh, the, they uh, shut the whole yeah. school district down, right? I saw that. I was like, wow. Yeah, I didn't realize, we'd heard yeah. stories, but then we that happened. Like, man. 
Well, and thankfully, the kids are getting better yep. now. I mean, obviously, it's a long road, and it's not right. good, but it's not as bleak as it was last week. So, that's right. That's right. you know, that's one good thing, mm -hmm. if nothing else. So, last final thoughts on Jay Briscoe, Matt? I don't know if I'll ever need a, meet another person quite like him. Yeah. He, uh, he changed my life in more ways than he'll ever realize. And, yeah. and I, I think we're so blessed that Mark's still around, you know, yeah. and to remind us of Jay, because, I mean, they... They're brothers. They look the same. They, oh, yeah, they, yeah. They, their mannerisms are so yeah. similar. Jay was more handsome, though. <laughs> well, he's got the teeth. I'm I'm really gonna miss him. This one hit us. I was harder I than anybody. The I day think, after yeah. TV, for whatever reason, I tried to work out and I was in my sauna and I was sobbing. Mm -hmm. And I've never sobbed like this before in my life. And it was like a half hour, just me just bawling my eyes out. I was mm -hmm. like, Matt, I'm a wreck right now. Yeah, it was tough. It What's was your first experience of having a real close friend pass yeah. away? Yeah. It's a yeah. terrible feeling. Yes, yeah, so he's know? we that's the closest person in the business we've ever had we ever yeah, lost. Yeah, for, for sure. sure. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Yeah, I you know, this has really brought us closer to the, a lot of the guys though. We've talked to people we haven't talked to much yeah. in a while and just told them we love them and Yeah. Yeah. There's, that's important. Yeah. It is, it is. You just never know when you're gonna yeah. it's your last day. So yeah. I, I've been telling everyone that I love that I love them. Yeah. So. I don't want to lose that feeling because it's like right. in six months, like I still want to have that. Yeah. We all forget so quickly because yeah. we get tied up in all this crap. It's a legacy you know? that he can live, you know, that, yeah. that he can leave behind. Yeah. That, you know, we have to remember how quickly it can go and then that's we right. are a family and yeah. you, you do we do love each other. So yeah, that's right. I love you guys. I love, love you, buddy. All right. <laughs> All right, there are some seriously talented luchadors in AEW, and not all of them speak English, which can make putting together matches a little challenging sometimes. That's why I signed up for Rosetta Stone. I'm learning Spanish, amigos, amigas. See, already learning. Haha, Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program. You don't even have to learn Spanish, though, because Rosetta Stone has 25 languages, including French, German, Korean, Arabic, and Polish, and Japanese. That's what I'm going to do next. I spent a lot of time in Japan, and I still work with a lot of Japanese wrestlers at AEW like Takeshita. So having a better handle on the language will definitely show in the ring. Communication is key. And learning Spanish on Rosetta Stone has been so fun and easy. They've got this true accent feature that gives you feedback on how well you're pronouncing words. Sort of like having a personal trainer for your accent. I'm using the app, but you can also do the lessons on desktop or laptop. I also like that I can download the lessons and do them offline, which is perfect for a plane. I can sit there on a flight and work on my Espanol. So don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Talk is Jericho listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash Jericho. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash Jericho today. That's rosettastone.com slash Jericho. Do it today. All right, so we got the hangman here, um, and you worked with the Briscoes and with Jake quite a bit, obviously, in Ring of Honor days. Uh, yeah, I did. Um, I remember I first started showing up around Ring of Honor, um, I want to say, like, right after high school or whatever, and they were they were kings there, you know, I mean, they were yeah. gods. Uh, I was terrified of them. <laughs> they were just the, the roughest, toughest-looking dudes you would, you would ever meet or ever see. Um, and then, you know, as I kind of started to work my way through Ring of Honor and sign there and stuff like that and finally getting to work with them, I kind of learned pretty quickly, oh, yeah, they're, they're nice. They're cool. They're actually way nicer than, than you might would think. Um, right. But, yeah, I spent a lot of time. I, I 
God knows how many tags or six mans or whatever I did with the two of them. Um, and quite a few singles with Jay and Mark, really, now thinking mm. about it, yeah. What, what, was it, what were they like behind the scenes? Sweet. You know, just sweet, nice. They brightened up a room. They really did, both of them. You know, you come in and, you know, you're feeling humdrum or, you know, whatever. Uh, they brought a lot of energy wherever they were, but they were always happy and yelling and mm-hmm. just having a good-ass time. Um, really nice guys. I, I really can't say that enough, you know. Had all of this never happened, I probably still would have said they were some of the absolute nicest guys I've ever met in wrestling. If I had to make a list or something, yeah, like one of the few guys that pe- that nobody has a bad word to say about. Right? Yeah, I, d- I don't think so. Anyone who's ever really met them, worked with them, I I don't think anyone could say a bad thing about them. I really very, don't. Very intense though in the ring. Uh, my God, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tell us. And to be honest, I like that. You know, I feel like there's only a handful of guys I've, I've wrestled who I feel like will beat the absolute dog shit out of you uh, in such a good way. You know what I mean? It, it brings something else out of you and makes it in the moment feel a little bit like a fight, mm-hmm. like a real one. You know, you're getting just beat the hell around. And those guys were that way, Jay especially. And I really like that a lot. You know, and it's before you went out for the match again, sweetest guys in the room, and after the match, sweetest guys in the room. But in the ring, you know, you would be terrified when their music hit, no matter what you thought of them in real life. But I I loved working with them. I loved working with Jay. Like, we probably did two or three just regular singles. We did uh, a couple different, like, hardcore matches and stuff like that. And I loved it. Yeah, they were perfectly rough is, is how I describe so, it. So I just spoke with the Bucks and they mostly worked with Jay obviously in tag teams but you worked with him in singles so what was the dynamic like with him as a single performer? Great. You know, he uh, have been way more experienced, you know, older. He was the ring, you know, he was the leader obviously mm. and I was just there to learn but he never really treated me like a kid. You know, he treated me like an equal, took my ideas, ran with them, appreciated them, liked them, you know, made me more confident, you know, in, in my abilities as well. And he didn't really have to do that. He was, you know, he's his entire persona is he's tough ass guy. Here I am this, you know, 21 year old kid who's going to beat the hell out of him. You know what I mean? <laughs> but he would, he would let you, uh, and he kind of made you cause he would he'd bring it out of you. Mm. Uh, so that was our dynamic for everything that we did. And he was just always open to like, you know, whatever I wanted to do, you know? But he was kind of the general in the match, for sure. Of course. Yeah, yeah, of course, 100%. Um, and, I mean, you know, I've been wrestling now 14, 15 years, and I feel like when, when you wrestle guys who have more experience than you, no matter how long you've been in the game, you know, that seems to be the dynamic for me, and it certainly was for him. Uh, but he never made it, you know, feel that way in, in any negative mm. way, I guess. Did you ever travel with him, like, on the road at all or anything like that? Yeah, I, I look back... <laughs> I look back through uh, my text, you know, to see really what we had said to each other over these past few years. And there were some messages from like 2015 asking me if I had the van for, for whoever <laughs> and him and Mark were going to be late or, you know, whatever. Yeah. Ring of Honor would have, uh, as, as far as I remember it, Ring of Honor would have, if you had a credit card and a driver's license, you were the guy who had to rent the car. And apparently there weren't a ton. Uh, so I was the, the rental guy. And, you know, you would take, you'd get a minivan and you'd take as many who would fit and they'd, they'd schedule you in there. And I, they rode with me a lot. And, you know, I don't know if it's uh, age or, or wrestling, what it's done to my memory. I feel like I, I really thought, you know, I don't, I feel like I have a ton of really specific road stories the way that a lot of other people do. And, I, you know, I, I feel a little guilty in even being able to do this um, because I, I 
can't say that you know I was particularly compared with, especially with some of the people I know you're talking mm-hmm. to, as, as close to them as um, you know, close to Jay as, as they were. So I can't think of any particular stories, but just the sense that he would give, you know, coming into the room, that's that was unforgettable. How part. was it looking back through the texts? Weird, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think, um, and I mean, this, I guess this is like a reflection on on me as a person more than anything. I wish I had stayed in touch with him and you know everyone else. You know, you you know, we saw Mark and Jay every week for years. You know, and then AEW started, uh, and they they were stayed with Ring of Honor. We were here. You know, you kind of drift apart, and you just don't. You know, unless you make the effort, keep that bond as mm. much and it's something that like it, you know it doesn't ever really go away you know you'd go two years let's see them they come in the room and it's just yeah. like you know it's like the last yeah. time you saw them and i think that speaks a lot to you know how they are too but yeah i really wish uh, i would have stayed in touch more i think it's something i should work on i guess well it's it's something that happens for all of us like you said that like we are like kind of war buddies and we, we spend time in the trenches and then you go your own way and then i was thinking someone asked me the day who, who do you still talk to in WWE? i'm like i don't know like Kevin Owens, maybe Edge once in a while, but it's not like it, like like you said, you're on tour with these guys, you're right? The world, and then you just kind of move on, right? I mean, every other week you'd see their entire family, yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. And then suddenly you just don't anymore, uh, which is kind of weird. But when you do see each other again, uh, it's like you never really left, yeah. Uh, and they were totally that way, just really good people. And you know, I I felt a certain level of admiration for them that I don't think that a lot of other people did just because of our backgrounds. You know, they were brought up farming. I was brought up farming, you know, just real, real country, middle of nowhere type of people who are now like, you know, I'm going to for ring of honor, these big cities that I've, you know, (laughs) I've barely stepped out of my County in my life. (laughs) Right. And and seeing this stuff for the first time. So like seeing what they did and that they stayed, you know, as characters uh, in wrestling stayed true to, you know, who they were. I respected the hell out of that and admired it and looked up to it a lot, you know, and, and still do, really. Because they literally were, like, chicken farmers right. from Delaware, right? <laughs> and they were the entire time. You know, it wasn't just an act. <laughs> right. Uh, like, something they used to do and they <laughs> pretend they still did. No, they would go home and they would, yeah, they would tend to chickens. Because so. it's so funny. Like, you know, I was thinking they're probably from, you know, North Carolina or something. It's Delaware. Right, yeah. That surprised that me, too, when yeah. I met them. Yeah, I had, I had no idea. That's great. Is uh, last thing? Do you have a, a, spe- a match that you had with with Jay that stands out for you as the as the best one? Or yeah, we we had. Um, you know, I feel like it was some kind of hardcore match at one of the Ring of Honor shows in Vegas. I think Death Before Dishonor. I think was the show, and I feel like it didn't have a lot of build up to it necessarily. Maybe I had just been in Japan a lot, so there really wasn't a lot we could do to build it up. So it felt a little bit colder going into the match, and you know, by the end of twenty minutes, it was just the hottest thing on the show. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And like. That's just how good he was uh, in beating the shit out of you and, and bringing the fight back out of you. Like, I, I always love working with guys like that. And to be honest, you know, after all this, I've thought about it a lot. I think um, I think Jay is probably my favorite singles opponent I've ever had. Really? Yeah, I think so. And, I mean, I wouldn't say he's the best technical wrestler in the world. I wouldn't say, you know, any of those specific kinds of things. But I just love wrestling him. Yeah, mm. it, it it felt like home as far as wrestling. Just had goes. the great chemistry. Yeah, yeah, we did. We yeah. did. Um, he was my favorite singles opponent all time. Yeah, the more I thought about it, I got excited when I knew, you know, That's we were going to get to do something again. Any final thoughts on Jay? Man, I just wish that I wish that wrestling fans, you know, you're hearing about it now, but I wish that wrestling fans had gotten to see and gotten to know the Jamin that you know we did. Mm-hmm. Um, 
because I think you appreciate it even more. He was he was an incredible, incredible guy. I can't say enough good things about him. Yeah. Great, man. Thank you. Cool. Thank you. This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Plus, auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Quote now at Progressive.com to see if you could save. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates, national average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. All right, so we're here with uh, Adam Cole, and the other day when we did the um, a tribute to Jay in Fresno, you kind of kicked it off or ended it or whatever it was by doing a, a fairly emotional promo. It was really, really great yeah, yeah. About, about Jay. Thank you. Um, yes, again, going out there and, and talking about somebody like, like Jay Briscoe um, was both easy and incredibly difficult to do considering the, the circumstance of everything, but... I, I meant every single word that I said. Um, I definitely would not be where I am in my career without Jay, and I, I can't reiterate enough the type of guy that he was. Mm-hmm. Like Jay was one of those guys where if you met him one time, um, yeah, he was the best. If known him for ten years, he was the best. So I do. I, I love him to death, and I miss him dearly. So what else were you, did you kind of say in that promo? Yeah, just talking again about. When, when it comes to pro wrestling, again, I think Jay just had this incredible aura and, and this toughness about him. Like, I, I remember being really young in my wrestling career and seriously being terrified to wrestle Jay Briscoe. I'm like, oh, my God, this guy is going to destroy <laughs> me. He's going to eat my lunch. Uh, but, again, he, he's such a professional and so convincing in so many different ways. Uh, for me at the time, when I, when I started in Ring of Honor and, and I won my first Ring of Honor World Championship, Jay Briscoe was my my main um, my main opponent at that time. And it was like the first real feud with substance that I had where I would go to the Briscoe families and I attacked Papa Briscoe and we had these this long-standing rivalry for a really long time. And I think getting to do that really established uh, myself in a lot of ways in, in Ring of Honor. And I, it, it, truth be told too seriously, like I, I initially um, there wasn't there wasn't a definite idea of how long I was going to be the Ring of Honor World Champion. Uh, and I mean this in more ways than one. If it wasn't for Jay, I don't think I would have held the championship for as long. I don't think I would have been a three-time world champion there. He was instrumental in making me um, making me the Adam Cole that I am today. In what way? Um, just, again, like bringing out this this toughness about me and this authenticity, I think, in interviews. Like, the, the dynamic between myself and Jay at that time was so strong. Like, I, I would, at the time I was wearing suits and my hair was slicked back with the shades and there was Jay with the camo on the Briscoe farm. Uh, it was just such a polarizing difference oh, gotcha. in, in our characters as far as in the ring goes. Um, and, and, and again, he was one of those guys where he could have... He could have really, really, he, he could have, I don't want to say taken advantage of, but he was, he was that veteran who everyone respected and I would have done anything that he wanted. And, and he was so adamant about 
making sure I was presented like a star mm. and treated like a star uh, in these matches. He made me made me look like a million dollars. Um, yeah, Jay Briscoe is he's the best. He really is. A lot of people have said that because I think obviously you think about the Briscoes as a tag team for sure as one of the best tag teams, if not the best. But Jay Briscoe as as a single wrestler as well, very very well regarded and excellent. Oh my God, yeah. Like I'll never forget the night that he won the Ring of Honor World Championship for the first time uh, against Kevin Steen hmm. in the Hammerstein Ballroom, and that crowd reaction was this like guttural, organic. Oh my God, Jay did it. it! It was such a such a cool moment. And you're right, whether whether it was a tag team matchup or or a singles match, Jay just had that presence about him, and he delivered bell to bell, obviously, all the time. How about behind the scenes in the dressing room on the road? Was he like? Yeah, that's that's seriously uh, the part that makes it the most difficult. Is uh, he, he's one of those guys where if he's in the locker room, uh, if he's around the boys, the locker room is automatically better. He always had a smile on his face. I talked about this too, but he seriously, in, in all the crazy road situations we've been in, or you know, well, rooms not being ready, or having to drive 16 hours to a, to a town, he never complained. Hmm. He was just always so pumped to be there and talk to everybody, and it had just such a good optimistic view on life. And it was contagious. Mm-hmm. He was one of those guys where you couldn't help but be right, right, right. around him. Um, it, it just did an amazing friend. Um, I've been to to the Briscoes uh, farm quite a few times, um, <laughs> and the entire family it is just like that. Everybody Tell us about the farm because we've talked about with some of the other guys. The chicken farm in yeah. Delaware. Yeah, it's um, it's huge. It's it's absolutely unreal. All the land that's there. Wow. Yeah. Um, and God, like the, the first few times that I went there, I would always go to watch. It'd be like opening day uh, for the NFL, mm-hmm. so we'd all go there and, and watch some football and. Uh, God, just the entire family being there, out there barbecuing, and everyone's laughing and having a good time. So it's it's unlike any family I've seen before in the best possible way. Mm. It's awesome. You mentioned some crazy uh, road situations. Did any of them stand out for you? Oh, I, I, I have. The cool thing about Jay Briscoe <laughs> is I feel like everyone has 10 Jay stories yeah. <laughs> that no one's ever heard before. Right. But uh, one of my favorites, I have a couple if we have time. Sure, absolutely, please. One of my favorites was me and Jay were getting ready to have this ladder match uh, in Ring of Honor, where it was one of those things where I had the ROH title and then he created his own belt, so we had the unification match. Um, and, and Jay was so excited for this match. And, and he shows me and he goes, look, this is what I'm gonna wear around my neck to the ring. And it was a hollowed out grenade. Uh, <laughs> as we're standing there in the airport, getting ready to go through security. Oh my gosh. Like, oh, are you sure? He's like, I'm gonna ask, you know, I'm gonna see. So he went and the first guy, I guess, barely paid attention and said, oh yeah, go ahead. And I will never forget this. It's going through security. And the TSA agent is scanning it through the x-ray and she stops and she looks and her eyes get huge. She goes, oh, that's real. And sprints away. Wow. The entire area. Within 30 seconds, there are 10 cops. Oh my gosh. Jay. And Jay's like, oh my God, I swear I asked. <laughs> and my favorite line of the whole thing was Jay goes, listen, man, you know, you guys can have it. I don't need it. And, and the one cop goes, oh buddy, we're way past that. <laughs> but eventually, um, they, they did understand that, the, the, I guess the first guy owned up to it and said, no, no, I did tell him that he can bring it through. 
So then that guy, I think, got in huge trouble. Oh, I'm sure. Was let through, but he wasn't able to wear a grenade around his neck for our big. <laughs> oh, buddy, we're way past that now. <laughs> oh, we're way past that. that that's now. that's that's worse than saying that. Oh, I'm joking at the security guard. I got a bomb in my bag. Exactly. No, I actually do have a bomb in my bag. It's just hollowed out. That's okay, it's right? It's not real. It's not real. <laughs> uh, he did, like even to this day, um, me and uh, some buddies of mine always say. Oh, we're way past that now, <laughs> just from that story. And another one is, uh, it was super early in the morning. Um, me and Jay were two of the people on this shuttle. It was a shuttle that seated maybe 20 people, 35 of us were packed on. Mm. It's 4.30 a.m., uh, no one's saying a word. And Jay, um, Jay would always crack me up. And if he did crack me up, he would repeat that same joke over and over and over again. So it's about a 15-minute ride, and he's sitting there, it's all quiet, he's looking around. And he sees me and he goes, a lot of sophisticated people on this bus, and I'm one of them. And, pointed, and then he heard me laugh. So for 10 minutes, every 10 seconds, he's saying this line, and everyone, Jay's an intimidating guy. Of course, no he looks No one's nuts. saying anything. They're right. like, oh my God. So I, again, that's one of those things, all the, every time I'm on a shuttle, I just think about yelling, a lot of sophisticated people on this bus. <laughs> well, like you said, they looked—he looked insane. Like both of them looked like complete creatures out of the jungle. Oh my god! Which is the exact opposite of the real person it, behind them. Absolutely. Again, like in addition to Jay, Mark. I mean, they're—they're they're two of the most kind and heartwarming and just unbelievable human beings that you could ever meet. Mm. Seriously. Like, and there's this genuineness about about Jay and about Mark that is. Again, it's unbelievable. They're one of those guys where you want to be friends with them for the rest of your life, for sure, mm -hmm. even with or without wrestling. Do you have a favorite match with Jay that stands out of all the ones that you had? Yeah, I, I think I really enjoyed working with him in general, but we had our, our final matchup was at uh, Final Battle 2014, and it was uh, just the, the build-up to it felt really exciting. Like, I had, I had kicked Papa Briscoe in the back of the head with a super kick, and he chased me out of there, and then... Um, it, so his, his family would always be there, and uh, to make it different, I, there were two front row tickets that I reserved for uh, Mr. and Mrs. Briscoe, uh, and they weren't there, which was a big deal because they were always there every oh, single wow, time. Oh, wow, okay. So to make it seem like from the attack, his parents weren't able to make the show. Um, and it was like a no disqualification match where I finally ended up losing the title once again to Jay, but that one felt really, really special to me in a lot of ways. I, I mean. We did some crazy stuff too. It was the first time I ever fell in thumbtacks. Oh wow! Which was, uh, pretty wild. <laughs> uh, but if anyone I, I trusted in the ring, Jay Briscoe is absolutely one of the top. Any final thoughts about Jay? I hope, I hope that people always remember not just how excellent uh, a pro wrestler that he was, but but again, uh, any any fan, any any wrestler who got the chance to meet him, he was so incredibly special and i think people should aspire to be the type of husband that he was the type of father that he was and certainly the type of friend that he was and and i love him to death i really do you know who's living large at my house my three cats mr mittens indy and snickers and you know why because we switched them to pretty litter okay so it's really me and my wife and my daughters who are living large thanks to pretty litter because Pretty Litter's ultra-absorbent crystals trap odor instantly, so no more bad cat smells in the bathroom. 
Pretty Litter crystals last up to a month, so less cat litter box cleaning for all of us and less fighting about whose turn it is to clean the litter box. I got to deal with this fight every single week between my daughters. This makes it so much easier. Pretty Litter also ships right to our front door, so no more last-minute mad scramble runs to the store because we're out of kitty litter. And Pretty Litter has another cool feature that makes life just a little easier. It helps us keep tabs on our cat's health. It changes colors so you can monitor early signs of potential illnesses like urinary tract infections and kidney issues. It's easily the best thing we've done for ourselves and our cats in a very long time. Like I said, Pretty Litter helps keep tabs on my cat's health and keeps odors down. Those are two big wins in my house, meow. You and your cat are going to love Pretty Litter as much as we do. So go to prettylitter.com slash Jericho and use code Jericho to save 20% on your first order. That's prettylitter.com slash Jericho. Code Jericho to save 20%. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. All right, so we're here with uh, Samoa Joe. Uh, got some great stories about Jim Briscoe. <laughs> Actually told one last week that you might want to tell. It's pretty funny. Whatever ones you choose. <laughs> There's a lot. I mean, uh, you know, I, I think I think it's pretty well established. You know, Jay and Mark have kind of been like a perennial force in ROH, and they're always there from the beginning. And, uh, you know, after the shows, uh, they're, they're probably two of the most fun guys to be out there with. Uh, they have no, uh, no issue... Uh, Get a little rough and rowdy with each other, and uh, I'm sure you probably heard, heard stories, but yeah, they've uh, they get in a few scraps with each other every once in a while over silly disagreements. And I think the thing was like you could never stop them immediately, and we learned that very early on because then you just get hurt in the process. So you kind of let them uh, get after it for about a couple minutes, and then you get in there when they're getting tired and pull them apart and get them uh, get them to make nice and, and shake hands, and they do. It's great. It was a it's kind of a nice little system we worked out. Right. <laughs> I will say this: there was one more time in, in Dayton in like a Waffle House parking lot, middle of winter, parking lots iced over, and uh, they kick off. You know, so somebody says something outside, you know, and uh, they're swinging for the fences. But we notice every time they swing, they're on this ice and they're just throwing haymakers and whiffing, like not even close. And it became like five minutes of us watching them trying to slide across this parking lot, uh, <laughs> and trying to lay hands on one another and not be able to do it. They're finally us going, all right, get in the car, you guys, you're fine. But uh, yeah, Jay and Mark were just, I mean, especially Jay, uh, we, you know, we say that they're rambunctious, they follow up, but really, I mean, they were the type of guy that, you know, be hugging you and loving you and and, and were very uh, unconditional with uh, whoever they cared about. If you were in the locker room, you were a, you were a Briscoe brother too. And uh, oh, yeah, yeah. They, made, they made a point of that. Do you want to tell the squishy story? <laughs> All right. Uh, the thing with Jay, and, and this shows how, you know, if he ever made a mistake or if he ever felt he genuinely wronged somebody, it, it ate him alive. And he would do everything in his power to make it up to that person and, you know, do anything to make it right. So one night we're in England and uh, <laughs> having a great, you know, show. It's international. So, of course, uh, the boys are a little amped up and, and uh, we're having a big party in the hotel. And I think it's just a giant hotel wide party. And uh, somewhere elsewhere in the hotel, uh, I think uh, the, the the boys get into it, as they normally do. It wasn't that bad. But hotel gets scared, obviously, because there's a lot of big muscular athletes and friction. So they, I think they ended up calling, like, essentially, I guess, the equivalent to the SWAT team <laughs> to come to the hotel. So uh, I'm in there playing cards <laughs> with the boys. And then all of a sudden, I get to go, Joe, get outside. And I, I look outside, and there's 
you know, cops with MP5s, which you never see, you know, British police with right. anything like that. And I'm like, oh boy. So it's just the bobby sticks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So now, like, ah, so you know, I put out the call. I said, hey, everybody, you know, knock it off. And I, and I talked to officers, and they're very, very cool and understanding about the whole deal. I said, well, you know, just get them, get them to bed, and it's not a big deal. All right, cool. So I, uh, I instruct, uh, I think BJ Whitmer or somebody, you know, to, to take Mark one way. Uh, and I told Colt Cabana, I said, hey, uh, can you just put Jay in your room? And, and Colt, you know, like he's genuinely pretty chill, low-key guy, yeah. you know, like safe room, you know. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, you know, Colt agrees and puts him in his room. And we got to go back to now we're in room partying. And, you know, a couple more hours go by. And all of a sudden I hear this scream down the hall, son of a bitch. Ah! <laughs> Anger. And I'm like, oh, my God, it's kicking off again. So I run down the hallway and, and uh, Cabana is livid. Uh, and he should be because uh, at some point in the night, Jay w- woke up and uh, – Essentially filled up his bag with uh, with urine in the closet, mistaking it for the walk into the bathroom. And uh, Cabana is very mad because I remember at the time too, it was like Cabana was I think was going to stay over and do some of the camps out there for a while. So he had all his merchandise in there and his gear and his and it was rough. And Cabana is not a very uh, a violent person, yeah. you know, or not, you know, he's they get angry. Yeah. Yeah. Very, it takes a lot, you know, and you know, credit to him, but he was probably the angriest I've seen him in life and ready to fight, which is, you know, very unusual. So I was like, well, listen, just calm down. You know, we don't, we've already had enough, uh, craziness for one night. I'm trying to get anybody shot this evening. Yeah. I go, I'll tell you what, we'll, we'll figure out something, you know, and we'll take him to court tomorrow and you know, we'll all get over it in the morning. And, you know, Cabana's like, whoa, so you guys can get beer? Oh, I don't drink. Well, that's stupid. Well, how's that make me feel better? And I said, oh, I'll, court, yeah. yeah, I'll go, don't worry. Right, you know, I'll, I'll figure out something. So we have a awesome court the next morning. Uh, Jay, to his credit, is completely, he was, that night, he was like apologizing. He was on his knees. Go ahead and punch me, man. I don't care. <laughs> I'm sorry, dude. You know, and he genuinely felt bad. And, uh, but, you know, Cabana's pretty enraged. So we do the trial. It's hilarious and, and fun. And, and uh, you know, Jay gets it. He's having a good time. And we're, you know. This is a trial where one of the guys yeah. is the judge, and then you yeah you you bring wit- mock witnesses. It's all yeah, yeah it's all a big it's all ridiculous. Yeah. So uh, you know we're we're trying to think up something that will uh, somehow equate Some sort to a sentence. Yeah, yeah, which is really rough because normally it, it is something like oh get us all beer, we'll feel better about it. Yeah. And <laughs> so I go, hey man, what socks you wrestling in tonight? And Jay goes, oh you know he gives it to him, and I threw him in a shower, and I said, uh, all right. Well, if anybody wants to take a leak on these, <laughs> feel free. I said, Jay, man, you know, maybe you should wrestle in them tonight. He was like, oh, man, come on, man. I go, listen, I, you don't got to do what I, I mean. You know what I'm saying? If you really want to make a commander feel better, you, this is a hell of a messed up sacrifice you can make in this honor. And, uh, you know, it was like, it was kind of put out there, but not like, oh, you got to do this or, you know, of course. That, you know, whatever. It was, right. it was more of a gag. It was yeah. just funny. To his credit, he deep slaps him on, dog. And I'm like, no, man. And I go, all right. And then he has a concern. He's like, man, you know, I really don't want to mess with my boots. And honestly, that's a great. Of course. Because that's your livelihood, yeah. you know. So, you know, of course, we're geniuses. So uh, we get a couple Wonder Bread bags or whatever the equivalent <laughs> is in England. Shop them over the socks. And brother went out there and put on a, a match and did the hot tag. And the thing that killed us. <sighs> the oh. thing that killed us all was that the sandwich bag was squeaking his boot. <laughs> so as he's running the comeback, you can hear the squeaks, and we're dying backstage. And came back, we immediately stripped him off, got alcohol poured all of over his legs. 
uh, you know, and, and he's throwing up as he's taking the stuff off, and we're trying to like now we've made actually a bigger mess than we ever intended to, and uh, uh, and I remember I turned to Commander, I said, "Well, you satisfied?" He goes, "My God, that is quite possibly one of the most messed up things I've ever seen." You know, and you see, was satisfied. I go, "Yeah, brother." But that shows what kind of a brother that Jay no, was to do that, really, right? It's almost I'm, like am I mocking you? Because, like I said, the onus wasn't like, "Oh, you got to do this," no, or no, no, no. and it really was. It was like, it's like we, we it. put it out there as a gag, like, "Oh, this messed up." Fully expecting to be like, oh, I can't. And then brother threw, and we were just like, oh my. And it's like when somebody does that, everybody runs into overdrive. It's like, oh, oh my God, he's actually doing it. We were we were prepared for this. And he did it to pop the boys. Yeah, he did it to pop the boys. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and the squeaky comeback where you know he's out there doing drop kicks and clotheslines. He just eat, 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 eat. every step was. <laughs> Dude, that by far is the funniest story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's one of the. I, I've been told it's one of the more messed up sentences in wrestlers' court, but yeah, it's actually pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> I, I would rather do that than pay. You know. 100 bucks for for beer and whiskey yeah, when you get any money back in the day right so um last few things man would you think of him as a as a wrestler I'm honestly one of the top performers in the that's industry. what everyone's been saying no without a doubt you know and obviously you know there are issues that you know some of the major companies had and stuff like that which is unfortunate because i know he made tremendous strides yes. to correct that you get frustrated with it but you also understand the world that we live in yeah, and, you're right. yeah. and the stakes that we play with now well most uh, people on a national basis never got to see jr mark and, and it's a shame because they're they're you know they're they're quite possibly one of the greatest tag teams i'll say it in history i mean yeah. just consistently you know one of the best match if not the best match on the card you know mm-hmm. it's like when, when you know you went to see the briscoe brothers you were going to see something and uh that never let up you know there was never a point in time in their career where it, you know they weren't as good as they are now and yeah uh, yeah, yeah. You know, I think that I think that's one of the things that I think hurts just kind of kills a lot of people is, you know, somebody with that much talent, passion, drive um, and ability, you know, just not getting to be seen by the world and shared with the world, especially yeah. when I spent the majority of my career seeing it and, and, and experiencing it and enjoying yeah. it. And it's like, you know, it, it, to, to see that not get a broader stage is, is unfortunate. But, you know, the loss is just yeah. it's so much more. Final thought on, uh, on Jay Briscoe. I love him, man. You know, I love that whole family. You know, it's 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 hard for a lot of us who are in ROH because, you know, we watch them from 17, 18-year-old kids, you know, like grow up, like become men and become good people and amazing entertainers. And, you know, it's just like you're always rooting for them. There's nobody who wasn't like, oh, you know, I hope the like everybody always rooted for the Briscoes. If you work with them, if you shared a locker with, room with them, you know, you were rooting for them to, to do better and have more. And, uh, I mean, yeah, I just miss them, man. I'm going to miss them like crazy. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. AEW producer and former Ring of Honor superstar Sanjay Dutt also knew Jay Briscoe and the Briscoe brothers well, and he sent in these thoughts about his friend. Jay, uh, Jay Briscoe, he was, I think we all know and we've all seen and witnessed his matches, and, and we know that he was um, one of the greatest professional wrestlers that ever did it. Singles, tag, no matter what it was, he was absolutely one of the greatest Uh I remember as the years progressed, I would love to to not just watch their matches, but watch their promos. Jay had this this uh, believability, this intensity that could be 
unmatched. Nobody could match what he brought to the table when he started to talk and cut these promos and made me want to care and made me want to watch the match that he was talking about. It was, it's an incredible skill to have and he had it, man. Uh, he was born to do this. He was born to be a professional wrestler, but more than anything, more than all the wrestling accolades, what defines Jay Briscoe is the word family. That's what defines who he really was to the core of it. An incredible father, an incredible son, an incredible brother, an incredible uncle. Uh, that is what was uh, first and foremost to Jay Briscoe. That took precedent above everything that we do in the ring and behind the cameras. But being that family man is what defined who Jay Briscoe was. And that is something that really is important to me when I think of Jay Briscoe, you know? Family. It's just family. Uh, I, and I remember the first time that I met Mark and Jay. It was uh, at the old ECW arena. It, it, it was a CZW show. And uh, early 2000s, I, I kind of pull up and I'm getting out of the car and I see this car pull up and, and, and it was uh, Mama Briscoe. She was dropping them off um, for, for that night's matches. And it, it was kind of cool to see because we're all kind of in the same age and you know, my dad was doing the same thing for me, dropped me off at these at these indie shows. And then, you know, you, you just kind of progress in life and uh, in, in no time you, you, you aren't teenagers anymore and, and you're now your fathers and, and your husbands. And it, it's crazy to see this person that you have kind of literally seen grow up from a teenager to a man and then realizing the reality that, that uh, he's not here with us. That's a tough pill to swallow, as obviously we know that he was so young. He really, uh, you know, had so many, hell, if we look at 2022 and, and last year, uh, three of the best matches of the year involved Mark and Jay. I was fortunate enough to know Jay as a person. I was fortunate enough to call Jay a friend. I was fortunate enough to call him a colleague. Uh, a coworker. Um, I spent a good chunk of uh, the early part of my career in the Northeast independent wrestling scene with Jay. Uh, I spent a big chunk of time at Ring of Honor with Jay. Um, I remember after I left Ring of Honor, uh, I kind of saw his progression into not just being a tag guy, but you know, becoming the world champion and uh, becoming a, a top singles wrestler and crowning that crowning achievement of becoming the roh world champion what a sight to see that that progression of a man uh professionally and personally i feel fortunate to have seen that and been a part of it for all these years i remember the first time i had to wrestle jay i was a little intimidated uh, this was uh maybe mid 2000s and you know, there, there, there is an air of intensity and, and realism, like I said earlier, that uh, the Briscoes bring to not just their promos, but, the, but their matches. And I was, like I said, I was a little intimidated. Uh, it was me and Sabu taking on the Briscoes. And I said, okay, well, I'll be all right. I got Sabu with me. And, you know, it, it, obviously it was great. It was, but just that first time stepping in the ring with that man, it was, it was really, really cool. And it was in Philly as well, which is uh, where, where I kind of first met uh, Jay as well. You know, life happens professionally and personally, and you know you kind of do your own thing. But 
you kind of take separate paths to to get to wherever it is you're going in life. But uh, you know, I kind of always kind of always saw myself kind of running back into them. And uh, the same happened last year when when they came to to uh, AEW, and it was cool because I hadn't seen them for I hadn't seen Mark or Jay for quite some time. It'd been a few years, and you know, just hearing that laugh, that smile. Gave both of them a big hug that first time, and you know there, there, there's a lot of stuff that uh, AEW had done to get the Briscoes on television, and, and there was a lot of appearances that the Briscoes had made at television tapings that uh, you know they weren't in front of the people, but they were backstage, and I kind of feel fortunate that I got those last few moments with Jay, especially getting to witness some of those classics that they had with FTR last year and, and, and witnessing those live and in person. It's uh, obviously a tragedy, but like I said, a man's, I guess a man's character and, and is kind of judged by how his peers view him and, uh, you know, how his family views him and how he views his family. And, and you know, that, that is kind of what I think of when I think of Jay, you know, a world-class athlete, a world-class professional wrestler, and at the end of the day, a family man who um, loved those daughters more than anything in the world. And it's something that obviously I can relate to as a father as well. I, I'm fortunate and, and, uh, and I'm happy that uh, AEW was able to give that tribute that, uh, that happened on, on uh, Wednesday night in Lexington, Kentucky with Mark and uh, Mark Briscoe taking on Jay Lethal. I, I feel like that was kind of uh, a nice little nice little tribute that needed to be done. And yeah, Mark and Jay, two of the best that ever did it. Jay, I'll miss you, buddy. All right, so we got Chris Daniels here. Uh, you want to talk a little bit about the Briscoes prior to Ring of Honor? Yeah, I uh, I don't know if everybody knows this, or it's it's certainly not as celebrated as their Ring of Honor career. But um, there was a company on the East Coast called ECWA, East Coast Wrestling Association, run by a gentleman named Jim Kettner, who uh, was a very brilliant promoter, great promoter, and uh, very instrumental in my early independent career. And uh, he. I don't know if he specifically trained the Briscoes, but he was one of the first places that had them working as a tag team. They actually had a program with Charlie and Russ Haas. Uh, and this is early in Charlie's career wow. as well. So, like, literally, there was a big feud between the Haas brothers and the Briscoe brothers. Uh, Russ must have passed away in about 2005 or so, too, right? Or eight? Or Even something. earlier than that. Yeah, a long I thought time Russ, ago, yeah, yeah, I thought Russ passed. I want to say Russ passed like in two. I think Russ passed before ROH opened. Okay, so like two thousand, two thousand one, maybe, maybe even earlier than that. Just checking, yeah. But um, but yeah. The, so these guys, like Jay and Mark, like I, I had no idea how young they were. Two thousand one, he passed. Yeah. Away. yeah. So so they had this huge feud in Jim Kettner's ECWA, um, two brother teams, and Jay and Mark. Uh, at the time, I didn't realize how close they were in age, but they almost looked identical, yeah. like buzzed hair, uh, same singlets. Um, so, yeah, so that was my first exposure to Jay and Mark. And then um, the first time I ever got a chance to work with Jay and Mark, they were doing an angle in Ring of Honor. This is the first year of Ring of Honor 
where uh, Gabe Sapolsky, who was the promoter, was trying to do something where Mark uh, wanted to join the Prophecy, which was the like the first heel group that I was in charge of. And so we did a tag match where it was Jay and the Amazing Red against me and Mark Briscoe. And this was the first time that I think they had ever done an angle where, like I think they had had Mark and Jay wrestle before, but this was the first time where Mark was going to play a heel and Jay was going to be himself. And um, they looked so alike that I was putting heat on Amazing Red, and we went to the comeback spot, and literally he goes over and he tags Mark. And I just look at him like, that's my partner, bro. And just put more heat on him and just, just okay, plan B, Red. It was so hysterical. Like, we, all three of us, me, Mark, and the ref, we all looked at each other like, uh-oh, that's not what was supposed to happen. So, um, so yeah, so, uh, and then it, it makes sense now. Like, I was thinking about this earlier. Like I said, I didn't realize how close they were in age. But I remember now the first Ring of Honor show um, the angle was that Mark wasn't old enough to wrestle in Philadelphia. So they had him come to the ring and second Jay and Jay, Jay wrestled. I can't remember who he wrestled on the first show. Or maybe it was red. Cause they were just teenagers at the time. Basically, yeah. Right? Yeah. hundred percent. Like Jay was 18. And so Mark gotcha. was 17. Like I honestly, until recently, I just realized that they were less than a year apart in age Yeah, oh, because yeah. Mark was premature. I didn't, oh, I didn't realize that. Gotcha. So, um, so yeah, so Jay, the first show, Jay wrestled, and there was an angle where, okay, guys, Mark's not quite old enough. Mark's not quite enough. Hey, Mark's old enough. And now the Briscoes became yeah, a right, right, right. And um, I remember uh, last week when we were doing tributes to Jay, uh, I remember talking about how the nature of pro wrestling is like you come to a company, you leave the company. You come to a company, you leave the company. And I specifically had four different parts of my career where I was in Ring of Honor. Like oh, at the wow. very beginning, I had to leave – uh, I came back. I left again because of TNA. Um, yeah, so like there were four separate sections of my career where I was only with Ring of Honor and then I was gone. And the entire time, Mark and Jay were there yeah. and they, it, it ended up like the loyalty that they had to the company. It's funny. Um, and, and I'm sure everybody that you speak to probably has this story in their, their holster. And I wasn't here for this. I just know it because it's been so well spread. But the, the story is that one of the years that they were going to negotiate a new contract, Jay and Mark walk into the room with, maybe it was Joe Coff, maybe it was before then. But Jay says, now before we get started, I want to let y'all know that we ain't going anywhere. And Mark immediately goes, damn it, damn it, why you got to show my hand? <laughs> and, and that became famous. That became the famous story of how Jay and Mark were just ring of honor for life, for life, right. top to bottom. And, and we, we always popped about like we would ride in the cars and every once in a while, just someone out of nowhere would be like, before we go anywhere, well, I'll let y'all know just out of the blue. Someone would just start doing a Jay and we would all pop because we knew what story we were telling. So um, you guys spend a lot of time traveling the roads together. Not specifically in the car. Like for me, it was always myself, Frankie, the Bucks. Uh, Scorpio at the end was driving with us. So, but we were always at the arenas. Like Jay and Mark usually would travel with like the guys that were coming from the Delaware area or from Baltimore. So, like I think they were with Ian. But we were always in the arenas, and um, they were always the both of them, despite their outward personas, the the terrifying manic Briscoes that would face you across the ring. They were 180 degrees different 
in real life. Mm -hmm. They were always there with a smile. Every time Jay saw me, actually both of them, I think, every time they see me, they go, CD baby. Just that was how they, they would just sing my name. And I was like, oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> CD baby. So yeah, the, every time, like a smile, a hug, uh, just always warm and affectionate. They're two of the sweetest guys I'd ever in 30 years got a chance to share a locker room with. So. Any thoughts on Jay as a, as a wrestler, as a performer? Oh, man. I, I didn't realize until recently we had only wrestled three singles matches in my career, and I didn't, we didn't start until 2014. Mm. Like, that was the first time. And I don't know what took so long to get a singles match. And part of it probably was because they were so entrenched in the tag division. They were such right. a, uh, a stalwart of the tag division. But Frankie and I, the first time we wrestled, we had just lost the tag team titles um, in the ladder war with the Bucks and the Machine Guns, and we were starting to turn babyface. And um, and Jay at that point was the first time we wrestled. He was a babyface because he was just Jay. He was Jay Briscoe. They, the fans took to him no matter what he was doing. And so I just recently watched the match back and and remembered like, oh, you know, this was. This was me starting to realize that I was a bad guy and I shouldn't be a bad guy anymore and that sort of thing. And um, the second time we did uh, the singles match was the uh, the Decade of Excellence tournament, like the finals of that tournament that I won so I could get the title shot that I ended up winning the title in. So like all this stuff sort of happened as Jay was starting to lean towards a heel moment. And uh, the third time we wrestled, was uh, right before that they had done a pay-per-view in Baltimore where the Briscoes had just finally turned heel. Mm. And it was the Briscoes versus the Young Bucks. And the storyline was going to be at the end of the match, um, SoCal and Censor was going to come out and it looked like we were going to help the Briscoes attack the Young Bucks. And instead we turned babyface. But the problem was we were doing it. We're doing the pay-per-view in Baltimore, <laughs> which is where all the Briscoes family live. So literally, first of all, the Bucks, who are at the time and still one of the most popular tag teams in pro wrestling, wrestling the Briscoes in their hometown. So literally everything is, let's go Briscoes, let's go Young Bucks the yeah, whole yeah, night. Yeah, yeah. And I'm thinking, oh, man, we got to try and turn babyface by attacking these guys that everybody loves. So I remember the spot was I came in with a chair and Jay turned his back and I clocked him with the chair. And immediately the crowd goes, Aah. and I remember walking back and I think Jay's dad threatened me like Jay's dad who loves me in real life. <laughs> like, I want to say he came over the top of a barricade and he was like, Hey, son of a bitch, if I'm going to find you in the back and I'm going to, I was just like, Mr. Briscoe, it's all, you know, just like, Oh my God, this yeah. Like I, I thought the family was going to literally kill all three of us. And, and um, yeah, just that was that was them, man. Like they couldn't. It's not that they weren't good heels. It was that they were so well respected, and the Ring of Honor fan base was the type that they respected hard work mm -hmm. and and the loyalty that the that the Briscoes showed throughout their career. It was just, it was like trying to you know trying to trying to make Lance Storm a heel in Canada. You know what I mean, or like yeah, something yeah, comparable. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's just impossible. Or, or, or boo Bret Hart. Like yeah. how do you boo Bret Hart? You know, in Canada, right, 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 right. like that sort of thing. And just uh, that was that was my experience in the single stuff. And then all the tag matches that Frankie and I did and the ones after the fact when Frankie and Scorp were the team, 
just uh, we got a chance to work with those guys so often. It was so much fun. You always knew you were in for a tough night, though. Like they were so rugged. Like they weren't stiff. They weren't dangerous. Yeah. But man, you're you, gonna feel it. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. They were always safe, but they were at a hundred miles an hour in a good way. Like they looked so real, and and part of it was it was ninety percent real. You know, so um, yeah, yeah. They they were just. Such a great team, such a great team. It's amazing the stuff that they did over the course of 13 title reigns and more than 20 years as a team and all the great teams that they got a chance to work. Um, I didn't even realize I had forgotten that they had gone over to both NOAA and New Japan mm. and won titles in both wow, companies. Wow, that's right, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So, yeah. so just they had such a, a, a wide variety of experiences that – people may not even remember because the ROH stuff sort of overshadows it all. But um, yeah, they just, what a, what a career. The both of them, the both of them. Final thoughts on Jay? Man, this one really hurts, man. Just understanding the type of guy he was and the type of family man that he was above, above and beyond the wrestler. Like wrestlers come, go, you know, we retire, we get out of this business, but put that all aside and just the fact that like his family his brother his his wife his kids like that just breaks my heart and um i i said this a couple times and i'll say it again to ashley thank you to for sharing him with us as much as you did because every night that he was on the road with us was a night he was away from them and um you know now you look at like the number of days that they were away from each other that they could have had if he wasn't in this business. But, like, if that was the case, we wouldn't have been blessed with Jay Briscoe and the team that they were. And, and it, it weighs on me to know that we took them from their family for so often, but it's such a gift to all of us that, that we got a chance to share it with them. So it's just, ah, oh man, it's rough, dude. It's rough. And um, I love you, Jay. I, I miss you already. I miss you so much. It's just... Heartbreaking. Thanks, Chris. Yeah, man. Thank you. All right. So uh, we're here with uh, with Jay Lethal. And obviously, there's been a twist from when we decided to start doing this is that over the last day, uh, you are now going to be working with Mark Briscoe uh, in the main event tonight as a tribute to Jay. Um, tell me, how'd you feel? How'd that kind of come about from your, your experience? Well, um, the true story is I questioned one of Mark Briscoe's friends, uh, Jeff Jones, and I said, um, hey, I haven't really talked to Mark because, you know, every time I talk to him, he's like super strong and he's not really showing much emotion. So like he just keeping it all together, probably because he got like seven kids. He's got to stay strong <laughs> for all. Right. <laughs> right. So I said, uh, you, th you think this is going to be it for Mark or you think he's still going wants to wrestle? And he goes, uh, well, no, not only does he want to wrestle, but he'd love to try and get on this Wednesday, do something. I said, wait, what? Hold on, let me call you back. So then I, I, I call uh, Sanjay and I'm like, hey, if there's any chance of Mark even being there, can I please, please do something with him? Can I please, please, please? He goes, well, let me ask. And before he hung up, I just kept saying, please, please. <laughs> uh, and then, sure enough, he texts me, goes, oh, I think it's a, there's a possibility. Then I heard that Mark Briscoe asked 
if he could do something with me, which is insane that we both asked. Hmm. And uh, man, it's just, this is insane. I'm so nervous going into this match. This is unlike any match I've ever had before in my life. And I just want to honor my good friend uh, as best I can. And um, part of me thinking like some of the things I want to do, I could just hear his opinions on it or what he would say. Because <laughs> he, he'd always, whenever I did something or it would suggest something he didn't like or didn't want to do, he'd go like this. Um, I don't know. <laughs> oh, man. And you know, in Ring of Honor, Chris, uh, I always called him Captain. And he always called me captain. And that's because there was at one time a debate on who the locker room leader was. <laughs> and I was like, oh, it's it's definitely Jay Briscoe. Everybody was on board with it being Jay Briscoe. Um, and I said, Jay, you're the you're the leader of this locker room. You're, like you're the captain of this locker room. And he goes, nah, nah, mm, uh, nah, you're, you're the captain, man. You. So then we just kept calling each other captain. And ever since then, whenever we see each other, we wouldn't even say each other's name. We'd just say captain. Hey, how you doing? <laughs> and then uh, he went to Mexico, and then I switched to to El Capitan. <laughs> and then I could just hear him laughing now. He just got the biggest kick out of that. Let me ask you a question. Then. Why, why did everyone decide, including you, that Jay was the locker room leader? Uh, well, for starters, when that discussion was had, Jay Briscoe was the one who had been there the longest. So he had seniority. Also, the way he carried himself. Yeah. And you know what? Like... I've never seen him in a legit fight, but no one f***ed with Jay Briscoe. He, like, if something went down, he's the guy that I want on my side because he's just, man, he's one of the toughest guys I know. Like, legit. Legit. Did you guys travel together? For, yeah, over 10 years. Tell and me some of your adventures. You, you want to know something? There's only one time that I ever hung out with him, just me and him. <laughs> because as you know, on the road, it's, you always want to get the boys together, yeah, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. So there was only one time that we hung out, just the two of us. Uh, and that's when we were in the UK. And our hotel, from our hotel, we could see in the distance, there was one of those top golf places where you can. Uh, so he, he had never been, I believe, and he wanted to go. So he told Mark, let's go. I was all gung-ho. I tried to get some of the boys. But all the boys, they didn't want to because it was a rough travel. And Mark Briscoe, um, he was tired. Plus, we kind of make this joke about Mark Briscoe where he can't do anything if his wife doesn't want him to do it. <laughs> <laughs> he, he <does>. So... <laughs> So uh, it ended up being just me and Jay Briscoe. So he was so excited. It was like kid on Christmas. I had been to Top Golf plenty of times. So when we got there, this was our first time hanging out. So we talked about, you know, we're both the older brothers to our brothers. And I wanted my brother to get into wrestling, but they didn't want to do it. Uh, but the, the, the thing I'll never forget about that day is, and I actually have video of this and I posted it. Jay Briscoe was hitting these golf balls so hard and the rotation and the twist he would do, I thought it was hilarious. But the next day, he couldn't move. He hurt his back. And Chris, we had shows that day. Right. And let me tell you, the toughest guy I've ever seen in my life, uh, even though he could barely walk, he'd walk a few and then collapse onto the ground. Something was seriously wrong with his... It, yeah. yeah. And, but he... He managed to somehow put his gear on anyway. They planned and called the match. And the match before them is out there. And I feel so bad because he went with me to Top Golf. 
So I kind of feel a little responsible. <laughs> so, uh, like, I remember one of the guys would, like, stand behind him and grab him from behind him to help crack his back. And he'd be like, oh, I think that was okay. And then that, that lasts for, like, 10 seconds, and he'd collapse on the ground. Oh, my God. Man, he was in so much pain, and it terrified me. Because, like I said, he's literally the toughest guy I know. And all I could think to do was... I had just finished wrestling my match, by the way, so I'm standing there sweaty watching him try to struggle through this, and I go, uh, I'll, I'll do it. I'll, I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll, I'll wrestle. I'll replace you. And I turn to Mark. I go, tell me everything that he was supposed to do. <laughs> and um, so I go out there. I do the match. And when we got in the back, Jay Briscoe, he was so sad. He wouldn't cut a promo, but his like, hands in his face, um, and he was like, man, I, I, I gave the promoter the money back he paid me to i because I, I couldn't wrestle oh wow i know and then me and mark let him have it for weeks after that because we were like why did you give the money back the work was done by lethal <laughs> so mark was like why did you give the money to lethal He'd, like so for weeks for weeks uh, it turned to when we'd see each other, we'd say captain. He'd go captain, and he'd he'd go. I should have given the money to you because the work was done. Like just the way he would say, I could see him and hear his voice saying it. It's wild. And my last couple memories of Jay Briscoe is we were in this. Uh, you know, I'll try and cue it up while we're talking. We were in this text message group. Me, Jay Briscoe, and Mark Briscoe, uh, and we would send each other. Well, clips of us singing country music songs because they I was kind of in the country music and if Jay Briscoe thought I needed to hear a song he would play it for me or he'd sing it or send me a link to it uh, so we've got so many clips of uh, you guys singing of us singing to each other and this was the last one I got which uh, was from January here oh man i'll never delete this i'm gonna miss him so much man yeah man i mean because you guys also even came from the same area of the country too. that's though. right and when i my first couple matches the Briscoes were on those same shows. We broke in the same time. And I remember there was tons of times where, like, Philadelphia had these weird rules where if you were 17 or under, you couldn't wrestle. You had to be 18. Mm. I was the same age as Mark Briscoe. Oh, wow. So the commission would be like, no, he can't wrestle. But no one would ever ask me. So they would, <laughs> they would let me wrestle. No one ever asked for my ID. And I remember Mark and Jay thought it was hilarious because I'm the same age as Mark. And he can't wrestle. But they, no one ever carded me or anything. Man, so, yeah, breaking in. My parents are friends with their parents. Oh, wow. Man. So, yeah, it's, it's going to be... Uh, it's going to be different without seeing or getting a text from him with a country music song mm. that I that he thinks he's, I should listen to. My favorite country music song that he sang, the only reason I didn't play it is because the audio isn't that good. Uh, there's a song called uh, Whole Lot of Trouble. I can't remember the woman who sings it, but to <laughs> listen to this grown man, the guy who I think is like the toughest man in the right, world, right, right. sing this little girly <laughs> country music song, it's, it's awesome. So what's your mindset tonight for this match? I mean, obviously going on last is a huge deal. 
any time, but even tonight, it's even more so in, in honor of Jay. Yes, yeah. And I'm really thinking, boy, you really asked for it now. <laughs> <laughs> you wanted it, you got it. I'm like, oh, man, that's just... Uh, I'm not afraid of it. I do welcome it, but there is a lot of pressure. I'm probably that I'm putting on myself more than anything because uh, I just want this to be something that is memorable or something that Jay Briscoe would be proud of. Uh, and then there's another part of me that just wants to be a body or a vessel in there with Mark because this is just as much his moment uh, as it is to honor Jay. And although he may look at it a little different, I, uh, I, yeah, that's the best I can answer well, that. Well, There's mixed is, emotions The thing here. is, too, Jay, is that this is the first time Mark Briscoe has ever been on national TV. Correct, correct. Yeah, and, and it's unfortunate that it was Jay's passing that led to it, but yeah. the small silver lining is at least we get to see Mark Briscoe <laughs> on national TV. So right, this is, right. This is a, probably the biggest match of his career for so many different reasons. Correct. That's what, that's why, yeah, what, that's why I was mentioning uh, that it's probably a little bit of both. It's a, I want it to be something long-lasting and that Jay Briscoe would be proud of, but also, like I said, it would, it's, it's a moment for Mark as well. Although, if you ask Mark, he probably doesn't see this as a moment yeah. for him yeah. at all. No, no. This is all about his brother. Any last thoughts about Jay Briscoe? Uh, I'd... You know, the guy made one tiny mistake uh, and said something that he wished he didn't say, and he tried for so long to uh, atone for that. Yeah. <laughs> but they just wouldn't let him. <laughs> they just wouldn't. They wouldn't let him get past that. No, I just hate the internet. These are people's lives, and uh, yeah, that—that's. I don't. Yeah, that's all. Yeah. Well, tonight you can, you can make that sort of right. Thanks, man. Thanks, Chris. Mm -hmm.